0: There's a lot of wisdom in the words Joyce shared, and it was very cool to see the kids so well behaved. They did a great job. So the plan is the pizza person will come in. JC will escort the pizza person in. Uh, We've got one person designated to film it. One person's gonna interview the person outside. The rest of you who film, take pictures, whatever, please create a link. If it's a video, and then share that link with me as fast as possible so we can get it out there. And the pictures, please share it with me, the church, whoever. Let's pass it around. Spread the joy. Now, it was in 1974 when Elvis, you'll see an image come up behind me. When Elvis noticed someone in the crowd, in the concert, holding a sign. So he asked the person to come forward, and the sign said, as he read it, the king. And after he was able to read it, he told the woman that the king is Jesus Christ. And I quote, oh, thank you, darling. Thank you very much. The thought is beautiful, dear, and I love you for it. I can't accept this kingship thing because to me, there's only one. Which is the Christ. I can appreciate that. Right now it's very trendy to listen to Elvis music. I've heard Elvis Christmas songs quite a bit. It's because of the movie, I know. But let's talk about the king that is the king that Elvis was talking about. I would like to start by talking about Saint Nicholas. Who loved the king? Saint Nicholas was Bishop of Myra. And there you see a rendition of what he supposedly looked like. I'll give you a, another one shortly. And the Bishop of Myra uh, lived from 270 and he died December 6 in 343 AD. Here's a Painting from 1200 plus AD. You'll see this one come up, a more modern one. And he's got kids and toys. This bishop was said to have inherited much wealth and loved to share by giving gifts to the children at Christmas time because of his emphasis on Christmas and what it's supposed to be about the true king. Here's another image you'll see come up. And it is the Merry Old Santa Claus by Thomas Nast. And this was done in January 1st of 1881 edition of Harper's Weekly, the cartoonized version of St. Nicholas. And if you take St. Nicholas and say it the way it was said in his language, the way you say it is St. Niklaus. That's where it comes from. Now, it was Martin Luther who you'll see an image of him come up uh, around 1500 A.D. He was walking through a winter wonderland. Now, some of you already have heard that it's going to snow, more than likely. If it comforts you at all, I'm driving to Clallam Bay after we eat our pizza, and I'm supposed to see up to five inches of snow on Tuesday evening, Uh, And then I'm supposed to see on Wednesday evening a possible another five inches of snow. So I could be sledding home, I don't know, because that's a little bit more than the ground clearance I have. But snow, we love snow. Some people think snow, and they think, oh, sledding and and snowmen, and some people think of snow and think broken hips and stuck in their cars, you know, it's just different perspectives. Martin Luther was walking in the very harsh elements. That one dark winter night, it wasn't daytime like this picture behind me, it looked more like this. However, he could see some stars penetrating through the night, and he noticed the evergreen trees amidst the dark deadness in that cold winter's night approaching Christmas as he was dwelling on the king, baby Jesus, the birth of the king. And he decided to do something that wouldn't be very trendy in the Pacific Northwest. He cut one of those evergreens down. And he took it into his home. And he nailed boards to it. And he put candles in the Christmas tree. For someone who is also a chaplain at a local fire department, that's scary. (laughs) Stephanie and I were invited to the home of some friends of ours. And the guy was from, I think he was originally from England, she is from Germany, and she had a tradition in her home where every Christmas in Germany they would mimic the tradition of Martin Luther, who came up with lighting Christmas trees with candles, except they didn't put lights on it like we do, they actually put real candles on their Christmas tree, which once again is a little alarming, you better not leave that unattended. But it's a beautiful thing. Why did Martin Luther do this? Because he saw that evergreen trees represent life. In the middle of a dark winter night when everything else looked dead, the evergreens stood tall and looked alive. And the stars, he thought, represented the light. Both the life and light of Jesus represented in a tree with lights on it. And that's where we get the Christmas lights and the Christmas tree. So it's a beautiful thing. There are people that might walk into our church building and get a little upset that there's a tree on the stage. It would do them well to learn the history of the Christmas tree. Yes, there's some pagan stuff in worshiping trees. We're not worshiping a tree. Nobody here is worshiping a tree. But I want to read to you one of my favorite passages um, out of the Bible, It may be familiar to you. You can see it up behind me. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And this takes on even more special meaning in particular times in our lives. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later when I show you another image. But for now, I want to move on with another favorite passage. And maybe sometime I'll share it with you in a special way. But right now, John chapter 1, starting with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And it was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now it's fascinating to me when you look at the whole Genesis account, because God created everything through the spoken word. He didn't have to do it that way. He could have just made everything in the very beginning. He could have just not spoken it. But instead, every time, let there be. Why? because he had an ultimate plan. He knew that we could never be good enough on our own, and we needed a Savior. And the Savior was involved at the very beginning. So was the Holy Spirit. So we've got the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, because remember, the Spirit was hovering over the surface of the deep. It's fascinating. And he references this in John chapter 1. The beginning doesn't have the nativity story. It takes you further, back to the beginning, where Jesus was already there. So it's pretty cool. I also appreciate it when he says, Let us make man in our image, because who's the us? If you fast forward in John chapter 1 and go to verse 14, it actually provides a lot of clarity. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And we're going through the gospel of John on a weekly basis. We're pausing for Christmas right now, but that's what we're doing and we're seeing Christ glorified even as we're just not even through the half halfway point yet. I would like to show you an image I alluded to a little bit ago. This image is of a former president of the United States of America who is the patriarch in this photo, of his family. And what's happening here is he is sharing the true meaning of Christmas, the Christmas story with the grandkids. It's kind of special. I know we tend to be negative people. We like to be cynical. We like to be critical of others. And it doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. If you are talking to your grandkids about the true meaning of Christmas, that's a good thing. Now, I wanted you to see this image because I want you to think about something. This week has been strange for me. So you, you all know, I think most of you know at least. So I got to go to the Midwest just before Thanksgiving, so holiday season time. There was already some Christmas lights up and I loved it. I got to go to Europe and do Christmas on steroids. And then Stephanie and I got to go to New York and enjoy the Christmas on steroids there. So this really helps get somebody in the spirit of Christmas. And I love Christmas time because people tend to be generous and kind it usually brings out the best in people. But it's been strange this week. With me getting all those shots in the arm of, of Christmas, something else has happened. On It was a strange thing on uh, Tuesday morning. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Monday evening. I was uh, going through some, trying to find Christmas movies on Blu-rays and DVDs up at my place in Clallam Bay and trying to sort them out. And as I'm doing this, I see my high school yearbook. I see actually all of them are there and my senior one. And I don't remember the last time I even opened that thing up. But I opened it up, started flipping through it. And it went to a picture of my best friend through high school. I thought, oh man, I need to get with him. I've probably seen him one time since we graduated. He was supposed to go to seminary with me, and at the last minute, he just changed his mind. But we've maintained our friendship. In fact, when I got some of those donuts, you see my pictures I post on social media sometimes, and I say, donuts here. Just to let you know, they won't be here Christmas morning because the donut place, those families are going to be doing Christmas at their house. They're not open. But I plan to bring them here Thursday. I'm going to be here Thursday. Come by and see me. I got donuts. There's bribery right there. But my friend posted, those can't be as good as Southern-Made Donuts. The only company that Elvis ever did a commercial for is Southern-Made Donuts. And they can't find the commercial. It's gone. Out of Shreveport, Louisiana. So my friend commented on that. Well, those donuts are right there with Southern-Made Donuts, in my opinion. That's the friend I'm looking at. And as I'm doing that... My phone makes a noise, I pick it up, and I'm notified that my friend passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Now, it feels weird, because I like, I was just thinking, I need to get with him, I haven't done that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And then a little bit later in the week, um, I actually sat down to start typing something I wanted to type for my former professor that I've stayed very close to, and um, he loves my, my uh, storytelling of what I've done. So I wanted to tell him that I just went to New York because he was the guy that introduced me to uh, brownies a la mode and split pea soup. And I just wrote about it in my weekly column. It just got published last week. So I sat down to write to him a, a physical letter. He likes physical mail. I saw his son's post the night before that he was on his way home to spend Christmas with his dad because his mom just passed away at the end of October. Anyway, I got the notice that he passed away. And then Stephanie's aunt also, we learned just yesterday or the day before that she passed away. So three different deaths Um, We've also got uh, someone we're close to who has uh, made some poor decisions and is now homeless. This week we had a homeless man here at the church that kind people in the church uh, reached out to and uh, tried to help. Um, These kinds of things have just kind of permeated my week. Yeah, okay, cool. So we have pizza delivery. We're gonna pause for just a second in the moment of all that negativity and do something positive. All right. Get your cameras out. Is JC escorting her in? (laughs) She's nervous. Yeah, it's okay. Is she leaving? She's grabbing, she might. She's grabbing the pizzas? Okay, cool. All right, so those of you who end up listening to this audio uh, on uh, online, you'll hear this long pause, but then you'll see the culmination or hear it, uh, why we're doing that. Do you all... I'm not gonna tell you how much this is until I hand it to the person. So you can start guessing whether or not we uh, came close to last year's. Um, You'll find out in probably seconds, actually. Is this the same pizza place as last year? No, I had to order from Domino's because the one I tried couldn't deliver. So we're just going to, she's gonna set the pizzas down and she's gonna come in and I'm going to step down so she won't be as nervous. Here we go. We've got six pizzas coming in. Hello. Thanks for delivering our pizzas. Come on up. And uh, I need to sign something, don't I? You, you got it? You can, you can sign it for me. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. And what is your name? My name is Danelle. Danelle, we have been praying for you for a long time, and we have nothing to ask of you except these pizzas. And uh, she's going to sign that. But we've been praying for you since September that God would send us somebody who needs to be blessed. So we have a blessing for you. No strings attached at all. Uh, this is a cash tip, $2,561 oh for you. Oh, my God. best yeah. friend just died last week. Did you hear that? Our best friend just died last week. She needs a shot of optimism and oh a blessing God, right thank now. You so much. You're welcome, Danelle. Bless you, too. Yes. And do you mind if we pray for you right now? Oh, let's go for it. Lord, we lift up Danelle, and we lift up her friend whose family is devastated. But we thank you for giving us the opportunity to bless Danelle right now. May she have a great Christmas despite the negativity that's come her way. Thank you for using us to bless her. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Nice to meet you, Danelle. Thank you so much, everybody. (laughs) Thanks. Oh boy. There, <laughs> there are six pizzas we can help ourselves to. There's a very special cheesecake. Some of you got to taste some of that. Uh, last time Stephanie brought a remnant of it. It comes from uh, right by Forks, Washington, so it's interesting to get it here. It's very, very good. A man... Um, a man's mother made the best cheesecake that he'd ever tasted, and when she passed, he wanted to make sure that he got some cheesecake like that. So he searched and searched, couldn't find it. So finally he decided, I'm going to make it myself, and everybody loved it. So now he's got a company that he makes cheesecakes, and we'll get to taste it today, and it's, it's special. So Danelle, how, did that, how well did that work out? And by the way, you guys, $2,561, you did very well that's impressive but how did that work where I was talking about all these negativity three deaths and then she had a death you know what God is doing something and he's using you so I'm glad I get to be a part of it I just wanted you to see this image because not everybody has Christmas like we wish there will be people that have empty seats at their Christmas table this year where patriarchs and matriarchs once sat. And Christmas will never be the same. So in my mind, it was, there was an exclamation point put on the idea that Paul gives us in Colossians to make the most of every opportunity. You just don't know when everything's going to change. So this Christmas, I hope that you make the most of opportunities like this. In the middle of all the gift- Giving, I hope that you pause long enough to remember what the season's supposed to be about. And I I don't mean to be redundant, but I'm going to go over some of the same scriptures that Joyce read earlier, and it's good stuff. So stay with me. We're going to look at Luke, or Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18. You'll see the reference to Luke will just slide in at... uh, whatever point. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When the mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. You should pay careful attention. The idea of being engaged, they are planning to get married, He's going to divorce before they actually actually, are officially married. And Why is it worded this way? It's because that's the way it was designed. If somebody's going to marry somebody, you are, if somebody's actually going to date somebody, that's a process of finding a marriage partner. And when you're engaged, it's part of the marriage process. You should follow that out and research it in Scripture and history. But we'll continue on with verse 20. But as he he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, I want to go to Luke chapter 2. I'm going to have to read it off the back wall because it's very fine print in front of me. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, if you look at the bottom, you'll see the inn is underlined. I wanted to give you the meaning there. It means guest room. There was no room in the guest room. And we'll go on a little bit further in the next slide. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. That's verse 8. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. What is manger? You see it underlined? Here's what a manger is. If you didn't know, you see the definition come up. Feeding trough for animals. That's what a manger is. We'll have that up behind us when we have the communion service that is come and go as you please on Sunday of next week. Moving right along to the next slide, verse 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, we often assume singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. I want to underline something here up behind me as well. It's peace on earth among those with whom He is pleased. Notice the emphasis, among those with whom He is pleased. Our goal should be to please the Lord, and then we can have peace. We'll continue. Verse 15 and following, When the angels went away from them into heaven, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Don't pass over the part about Mary, that Mary is gathering these things and holding them in the seat of her emotions. Can you imagine what that must have been like? Maybe we can try, but it seems fascinating. Back in Matthew Chapter 1, verse 22 and following, "...all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And by the way, this comes from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, which means God with us. Verse 24, "...when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son." and he called his name Jesus. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east. Pay attention to that. From the east, wise men. Wise men, these are magi. It's interesting to see the different translations. We can presume they were wise men because they knew so much, but they're from the east. And they came to Jerusalem. We'll look at a map in a little bit saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod heard, when Herod, the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So whoever these magi were, they carried significant weight in their thoughts about this child being born king of the Jews. Continuing on in chapter 2, verse 5, They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. This is from Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Continuing in Matthew. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I too may come and worship him. We know better about his intentions. Moving on. This will be the last scripture that we use this morning. This is in Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. After listening to the king... They went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Don't ignore that. This star is moving slowly, and they're following it. This is a miracle. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That's interesting how that's rejoice, that's joy, joy. (laughs) Exceedingly with great joy. Joy, joy, joy. Lots of happiness. And if you think of the greatest expression of joy, it's laughter. So if you can imagine these wise people, magi, we don't know how many there were. We hear songs about three of them, but could have been more. Can you imagine? They see the star, it moves on ahead of them, and then they lose sight of it, then they see it again, and they start laughing. I think I might do the same thing. Knowing what this means, this is the king. And going into the house, which means they're no longer in a cave with baby Jesus in a trough. They're now in a house. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and those all have special meanings. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I want to show you a map. On this map, I'm going to put a compass so you'll know north and south. There it is. North is straight up, pointing towards the ceiling on this map. I want to show you Jerusalem on the map. See the arrow? Probably barely see that behind me. Is that easy to see? You can see it. And then I want to show you Bethlehem. Okay, so... (laughs) Look at the direction. I'll show you, it'll show behind me, you'll see a line. See the direction they had to go from Jerusalem to Bethlehem? Yeah, that's south. We sing westward seeking. Why do we sing that? Because they came from the east. They were westward seeking. And then the star led them south. Okay, I want to show you some images. These might spark some thoughts in your mind. You can go ahead and click it once and they'll just all populate Movies that might mean something to you. Maybe you watched these movies growing up. Maybe you watched them as an adult. Maybe you watched them recently as a child, hopefully not one of them. But these are entertaining Christmas movies. I'll show you another clip from another Christmas movie. This one is The Nativity. Whatever you like to watch as far as movies for entertainment at Christmas time, I hope it generates within you a spirit that is pleasing to God and an attitude and actions that are pleasing to our Lord. Because it's all about this king born in Bethlehem. That's what we're supposed to be celebrating. God loved us so much that he gave his son. And this is what we're supposed to be celebrating. Why? Because it all leads to a symbol of resurrection. Here's the empty tomb. I know we wear a cross without Jesus on it. That's fine. But the empty tomb is really where this culminates. God in the flesh, suffering and dying, so that we can spend eternity with those that we love who knew him and are no longer with us. It might be sad for some during Christmas because it won't be the same. But for those of us who know Jesus, we have reasons to rejoice even when we go through those difficult times. Even if it's a strange week for you, maybe you have memories of Christmas time when tragedies happened. And maybe as you go through Christmas, that's what's in the front of your, your mind. But Christmas is supposed to be focusing on God's love for us. And we think about that and we dwell on that. And how can you not rejoice in that? Despite how I am and other people, they see my flaws. We tend to be critical. We tend, we tend to be cynical. We find flaws in other people and we tend to nitpick. But God sees value in us. With all of our flaws, he loves us anyway. And that is why we celebrate Christmas. So if you think about it, it has to be a Merry Christmas when you dwell on that. Because we understand the meaning. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for blessing us. You have blessed us immensely with allowing us to be a part of blessing a person we hadn't met till this morning named Danette. We ask that her blessings will continue and that she will fully understand where those blessings came, from where they came. God, we thank you for blessing us so that we could bless her. We thank you for blessing us with the gift of your son, and this Christmas, help us to dwell on that. Help us to spread the the joy that only you can bring, the hope that only comes from you. Thank you.